0: Welcome to the OT Coaches Podcast. This is a podcast designed for occupational therapists that are interested in transitioning into the field of life coaching and also designed for those OTs interested in incorporating basic coaching skills into their therapy sessions. We will be discussing basic coaching principles, answer frequently asked questions regarding coaching competencies, training, and certification. We will also be interviewing guests that are using coaching strategies in their practice and will meet amazing OTs that have started their own businesses as coaches. The purpose of this podcast is to educate, inspire and empower occupational therapists who are interested in the field of personal and professional coaching to expand their scope of practice and to reach into all aspects of occupational therapy. If you are an OT and you're interested in coaching, this is your podcast. Welcome. Hey everybody, welcome back to the OT Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about which types of certifications can you pursue if you are, you know, if you like you've decided you definitely want to get certification as a coach. There are many different types of certifications, so I want to help narrow down the scope of which certifications to pursue. Um, for fun, I just typed into Google um, coaching certification programs, and the search came back with 645,000 different certifications that you could potentially pursue, which I think is really comical. <laughs> so you have heard me talk a bunch about the International Coach Federation, which is the ICF accreditation for coach training and coaching credentials, that's the one I'm going to spend the most time on, on this episode, but I will also touch on two other highly esteemed and, you know, worthy credentials to pursue, which is the, um, hang on my notes. The National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach is another great potential certification to pursue if you're an occupational therapist, again, that's called the National Board Certification or NBCHWC, and it stands for National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach. Okay, so we'll talk about that one a little bit. And then there's another distinction called a BCC, which is a board certified coach. Okay, so it just in this first minute or so of recording, you could already see that it's very, very confusing of which credential to pursue. So I'm going to start with the credential that I have, which is again, an ICF accreditation uh, credential, which I'm a PCC, which means professional certified coach. And, um, that is the one I highly recommend that if you're interested in the field of coaching, first and foremost, look for a school that is in that category of credential. And the reason is because the ICF is globally. Recognized. It is an international credential that is recognized not just in the United States or Canada, but it's recognized all over the world. The ICF is, uh, you know, again, coaching is an unregulated industry, and we've talked about that before. But in an unregulated industry, quote unquote, the ICF, which is the International Coach Federation, they are, you know, the closest thing that we have to providing credibility. For standards of practice. Uh, the ICF provides a code of ethics. There's a list of competencies. And it is literally seen as the gold standard for coaching around the world. Um, the ICF was founded in 1995. So it's been around like over 25 years. It has currently 42,000 coaches in 147 countries around the world. So that is the biggest and the most well-known and the most powerful voice in the field of coaching. And they, they themselves, the ICF does not provide training, but the ICF is the body that credentials and provides accreditation for various schools that are out there that want to be recognized uh, with that credential. So they're the ones that set the standards, the code of ethics, you know, things like that. So if you are interested in coaching, I always, always recommend very first thing to do is go to the International Coach Federation or Coaching Federation website and look and see if the school that you're interested in is even accredited by the ICF. And the reason for that is if you go to a school that's not accredited, very often it's it ends up being like a waste of time because it's so much harder to get jobs and to pursue you know, like corporate positions and, uh, you know, get credentialed in any other body if the school that you want is not accredited by the ICF. So first and foremost, go to the ICF. Um, the second thing I want to talk about today is the different types of uh, accreditations that they offer, right? So there's three different credentials that you can get inside the ICF. The first level, which is like a level one credential, is called an ACC. And ACC means that you are an accredited coach so you're a certified accredited coach right Uh, a pcc is a professional certified coach and then the last thing is an mcc which is a master certified coach so let's break them down so the first level of training which is an accredited coach you need a minimum of 60 hours of training 60 hours and then you need at least a hundred hours of client sessions in order to earn your ACT credential, the PCC credential, you need 125 hours of training, and you need at least 500 hours of experience with clients. That again, they're logged, and you know, uh, in a system, there's a way that you log your coaching hours. So with a PCC, you need a minimum of 500 hours, and with a MCC, which is a Master Certified Coach, you need a minimum. Uh, training wise, you need a minimum of 200 hours of training and up to, I'm sorry, a minimum of 2,500 hours of client sessions. So obviously the MCC credential is the highest level of credential that you can get. And each level of credential within the ICF accreditation, whether it's an ACC, which is the first level, a PCC or an MCC, each one of those requires four things, actually five things. Um, it requires education. So you have to you know, show that you've been educated by an ICF accredited um, school Two, you need experience. So, again, either 100 hours, 500 hours, 2500 hours. You need mentor coaching. And again, most of the really good schools have mentor coaching in them. They're like embedded in the programming. Um, but until you, when you start pursuing the higher levels of credential, then you have to actually pay extra for mentor coaching. Um, each level requires a performance evaluation, and what that looks like is that you are submitting audio recordings of your coaching, and then somebody on the other side and the ICF is an assessor, and they assess the quality of your coaching, and they either pass you or fail you. So if you um, if you qualify for education, experience, mentor coaching, and your performance evaluation, meaning that your audio is good, then you get an invitation to sit for an exam. And the um ICF exam is, you know, it's it's tough. it's it basically ensures that you have knowledge and skills in all of the competencies, in the ethics, um and all the things that you need to be again, literally be an ICF accredited coach. So that's the first part. Uh, the thing the other thing I wanted to talk about was um when you go in to see if your school is accredited or not, you're going to want to know a handful of acronyms because it can be really, really confusing. So when you go into their drop-down menu, okay, you're going to see three separate types of trainings. And again, they're all different types, right? So the first one you're going to see is an AC, and I'm going to put this all in the show notes, but it's A-C-T-P, T like Thomas, it, it's Accredited Coach Training program. So ACTP accredited coach training program, that program is the most comprehensive type of program. So in other words, if you're starting out as a coach and you know that at some point you do want to go all the way with this, you, you can see yourself getting professional certified coach, master certified coach. This is the type of training that you want. This is the most comprehensive one. It's all inclusive. It's start to finish. And the ACTP program has a minimum of 125 hours. So that's the the base course that's the most comprehensive, okay? It's the highest level of training. It's usually the longest level of training. And, you know, the the bad news is it's often the most expensive type of training, right? Because it is. It's the longest and it's the most comprehensive. So that is the ACTP, which is the, uh, the biggest one, the accredited coach training program. The next level that you're going to want to look for is ACSTH, which is Accredited Coach Specific Training Hours. Now, the good news with this is if you just want to get the base certification, that's that's the one you, you can start with to get, again, an ACC certification. Because an ACC certification, you only need like 60 hours of training. Um, in order to get that. And the ACSTH training is less than 125 hours, right? So, again, to just circle back, when you go into the ICF website and you click the drop down menu, you're going to see three separate types of training. If you are a licensed OT or OTA and you're just starting out with this process, you're only going to look for two different types of training, which is the ACTP, which is the, the the longest, most comprehensive one, which is over 125 hours, or you're going to look for one that is the accredited coach specific training hours, which is less hours, usually only around 60 hours. Sometimes some of them are like 30 hours, some are 60 hours. Okay. Um, but again, they're ICF accredited. So these are good programs. This types of program, the the accredited coach specific one, is perfect if you're just starting out, and it's also perfect if you just want to start adding basic coaching skills to your repertoire. Like in other words, to add coaching to your career, to just get your feet wet, to start, you know, to start out. Um, the ACSTH schools that are accredited with that is sort of like an a la carte. So meaning you can start there and then also, you know, continue your education with the next level, which is CCE, which is the continuing education one, okay? And again, just like all, you know, like, you you know, we're all licensed OTs, OTAs, right? We have to have, you know, every year we need continuing education. It's the same if you're a credentialed coach. Every year, every few years when you go to renew, you have to have a certain level of continuing coach education. So the third credential that you're going to see on the ICF website is CCE, meaning coach, uh, I'm sorry, continuing coach education. So those are the three, right? So accredited coach training program, accredited coach specific training hours, which is the shorter one. Okay. And then the least amount of hours is the CCE and that is essentially, if you already have a credential, meaning you already have been trained, you've already been certified, and now you're in the market to just get your annual or you know whatever, every three years, whatever it is, your annual credentials to, to just sort of get your continuing education, that's what you want, is the CCE credential. Okay, so that's like sort of navigating the ICF website. And I'm, again, you're going to hear me say this, so I'm blue in the face, but I always recommend an ICF accredited school. Now this is the other section I wanted to talk about. So there's other credentials. You can get a NBCHWC, right? Which is national board certified health and wellness coach. Now in this moment, I do not have this credential. Okay. I initially years ago, like was looking into this and then I ended up not pursuing it. Not for any reason. It's just like, I just didn't, want to go down this road. Okay. Um, so when I got trained as a coach with an ICF, and this is the good news too, about ICF training is an ICF accredited school will train you to coach all things. So, you know, you can coach anyone on any topic at all, right? So you're basically trained in overall life coaching from an ICF accredited school with the board certified health and wellness coach all of those certifications and they're great certifications okay they're they're just not all icf accredited okay with an hwc credential meaning health and wellness coach credential that those trainings are usually specifically and only for health coaching or health and wellness coaching so those curriculums are more based on behavior change motivation just general principles of health and wellness which again is awesome and nothing wrong with that okay especially if you're an occupational therapist because it's a, it's such a natural extension of what we are already doing as ot's right so If you go to their website, you're going to see there's only about a hundred programs that are approved. Okay. And again, generally speaking, it's mostly in the United States. Okay. Um, Are these coach programs that are approved to qualify for this credential, which is a national board certified health and wellness coach. Number one. You need to complete training, right? You need to go to a school that is one of their accredited or approved schools, meaning that this body uh, endorses the school. And again, sidebar, if you're looking in their list of schools, my recommendation is to check out the school that you think you might want to go to. And I'm not going to endorse any of them. Okay. There's about 100 of them. Um but if you're interested in going to one of those schools sort of flag it for yourself write it down and then go to ICF's website to make sure it's also accredited by the ICF because again it, it elevates the status of that school if it's ICF accredited it's just it's just, it's going to be a better school it just is okay um, so not all of the schools in the national board certification health and wellness Codes, not all of them are ICF accredited so again circling back To qualify for this particular credential, okay, you need to complete a training at an approved school. You need to complete at least 50 sessions, which isn't much, right? So it's about 50 hours or so of uh, training with your clients, meaning that, I'm sorry, uh, not training, coaching. So you completed your coach training. The second thing is you have 50 hours logged with clients, okay? The third thing is in order to even sit for this exam and go to this type of a training, You have to already have an associate's degree or higher, which again, this is basically every OT listening to this. You're either an OT or an OTA and you have at least an associate's degree. So if you are an OTA listening to this and you have an associate's, you're good to sit for this exam. Um, And obviously if you're an OT with a bachelor's, master's or doctorate, you're also good to sit for this exam. Uh, And then last is you sit for the exam. Right. So the National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach also has their own specific exam, just like the ICF. Right. So with ICF, you at the end of the day, every single level, whether it's ACC, PCC or MCC, you have to sit for an exam. Um, Same exact thing for this. Complete your training, do your hours, have proof that you uh, have client sessions And then proof that you went to, a you know, you have either an associate's, bachelor's or master's degree or doctorate, and then you have to sit for an exam, okay? That's the National Board Certification for Health and Wellness Coaching. The last thing I'm going to talk about is something called a board-certified coach, okay? Now, this is the other possible avenue as an occupational therapist if you want to pursue this certification, the nice. And again, I, in this moment, I do not have this. I could have it. I just don't. Okay. Cause again, I don't know. I probably, I, one, one day I might have all of them, <laughs> but right now I just have the ICF credential one. Um, but board certified coach. Okay. Is another nice credential as an occupational therapist, because again, with board certification and coaching, you're, you're qualified to coach everything, right? Career life, personal, professional health, wellness, everything. You're qualified to coach anything across the board with a board certified coach requirement. So this is the avenue with board certified coach. This is the avenue most often pursued by somebody that's already like a PhD in counseling or a social worker in counseling. Um, If you already have a doctorate degree, if you already have a master's degree and you've already been sort of in that realm of like a helping profession, this is often the credential that's the easiest to pursue if you already are doing that type of work. So if you're an OT and you have, again, bachelor's, master's, doctorate, this is a great, it's a great credential to pursue, okay? Um, So very similarly with all the other credentials, there's a level of education that's required, okay? So if you already have a PhD or you already have an OTD, okay, um, you're only going to need about 30 hours of coach-specific training, which is really interesting, right? Where the other ones you need, like, a lot more. Okay, with a board certified coach, if you already have like, again, a a degree, a higher level degree, if you have a doctorate, you generally only need 30 hours of coach specific training. If you have a master's degree, you need 60 hours of coach specific training. And if you have a bachelor's degree or less, you need I'm sorry, I think with this one, you you have to at least have a bachelor's degree. Um, If you have a bachelor's degree, you need 120 hours of coach-specific training, okay? So number one for board-certified coach, you need to have some sort of education requirements, meaning you already hold a PhD, a doctorate, a master's degree in a a field that is approved, okay? That's the education. Secondly, you have coach-specific training a set amount of hours, either 30 hours, 60 hours, or 120 hours, depending on what level of education you have. The third thing with the board certified coach is you need what's called an endorsement. So with the ICF, you have to have something called mentor coaching, right? Meaning that you have proof that you've worked with a mentor that's teaching you coaching skills that can validate and you know endorse your coaching skills, right? Um, that's with the ICF credential. With the board certified, you need an endorsement letter, meaning, again, somebody that already holds the credential is writing to just qualify and say, hey, I've been coached by this person or I recommend this person. So that's an endorsement. Okay. Um, next, you need very similar to the other ones. You need coach specific hours and experience, meaning you've logged a certain amount of hours for the credential. Okay, and then very last but not least, once again, you have to sit for an exam. Okay, so for all of the different types of certifications, they're very similar requirements. You have to have some sort of coach-specific training. You have to have proof that you have your hours. You have to, um, you know, depending on the you know credential that you're pursuing, you have to demonstrate competency, right? So you have to either submit audio recordings or mentor coaching hours, um, and you have to sit for an exam. OK, so, again, you can see that all of these avenues, whether you're going for an ICF credential, a board certified coach credential or a health and wellness coaching credential, all of them require a massive amount of hours, time, education, training, money, all these things. So while I will say again, I still highly, highly, highly recommend that if you're interested in pursuing coaching as sort of a, a spinoff of O.T., and you want to pursue this independently of OT, you definitely want to get certified and credentialed. Okay. Um, But prior to that moment, I encourage you to look and seek out which, you know, types of training you can get just for learning the basic skills. So again, you don't need to be certified as a coach when you're just starting out and you're just starting to learn the skills. Um again there's different ways you can learn. I mentioned on other episodes there's courses for as low as $25 like CEUs and you know books you can read and YouTube videos you can watch and obviously the Facebook page that I have which is the OT coaches Facebook group we we do you know we're going to be practicing coach skills in there. Um so there's different things that you could do to begin to learn the skills of coaching without spending, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars on these certifications. So again, final final As you start out, definitely just start, you know, cheap and inexpensive and just get your feet wet. So learn the basic skills, practice them inside the domain of traditional coaching in the medical model, you know, even with, you know, clients and families and parents and family members of your clients, you can absolutely use coaching skills inside that framework um, to practice to see if you even like it, right? And then if you get that you know that fire in your heart that you're like, you know what I totally see myself doing this full time and I want to take a step outside the bounds of regular OT and start to spread my wings and really do bigger things and bring OT into the world and into corporate and into other arenas and other settings um, and you're really ready to start pursuing you know a certification. Your three top options number one ICF credential, Number 2, BCC credential, it seems to be the easiest quickest route, and number 3, the Health and Well Board certified health and wellness coach. Those are three that are great places to start if you're beginning the road of getting certified as a health and wellness coach, a life coach or a board certified coach. That is it for today's episode. Thank you again for listening and make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the OT Coaches podcast. For more information, please visit SeedsOfChangeCoaching.com or check out the OT Coaches Facebook group in Facebook. Thank you and make it a great day.